I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our very biased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. From reality TV, relationships, and parenting, we'll cover it all. So So let's let's get get started. Hello and welcome to Truth Fairies. Hi, thanks for joining us once again on our magical journey of (laughs) podcasting. Uh, Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Good. Um, how's the, how's the Rhone? The Rona. I was not planning on asking. You weren't, (laughs) you weren't planning on outing me? I was like, what what do I say? Yeah. So got the vid during spring break. You sure did. What was weird about it is during spring break, I was sick. Like I had a cold, but everybody's had a cold and there's been like, everybody's just had a cold that's not the vid. Yes. So I was sick through the break, you know, like I ran a fever one day, the whole shebang. And then on Sunday, Jake was telling me that somebody that he worked with tested positive. And I'm, and he had, he was sick too, and he had tested and he tested negative. So I just figured I didn't have it because he didn't have it. Right. You know, so anyway, we had those little home at home testing kits. And I'm like, you know, I'm just for shits and giggles, if you will, I'm going to (laughs) take the test. And, you know, so I go through all the little steps and it says it can take 15 minutes for the result to show. Yeah. I literally put the third drop in and that sucker (gasps) turned positive. Oh my God. What? What is happening? Uh, Why do I have this? I I have done so amazingly. I know. Dang. But luckily, I mean, it wasn't that I still had like my chest still has kind of the lingering like the cough yeah and the heaviness and the tiredness a little bit but yeah I mean I just felt like I had a cold now you're a survivor I I am a survivor of a lot of things (laughs) good job thanks yeah I don't yeah oh I'm sorry at least you're on the you were like on the tail end of it before you even found out yeah no for sure so and I don't know how long you stay like like how long after you because like I had a fever but it was days before yeah I'm surprised you still turned up positive I know like no every time I have like a tickle or a slight earache or I'm tired I'm like I'm testing you got a vid I've probably I've tested like seven or eight times (laughs) (laughs) I've had well I've had to test I just like I never have had to I just like want to know yeah well like in the beginning when it was such a big deal like if you had it you were in full quarantine I tested a few times just because I teach school yeah it was like I have to know but well, and I kind of like low key a little bit wanted to get it mildly because I wanted to quarantine. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I want to be in my room by myself. I'm sure I would get sick of it after like 24 hours. But in my mind, I was like, I just want someone to bring breakfast to my yeah, door. Yeah, just, just set it outside the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. But and now it's like you get it and it's like, eh, you're fine. Go take a Put tunnel. a mask on and. Yeah. Go back. You're yeah. going out. Whatever. So now I don't want to get it. Yeah. Now that it doesn't serve. Now that my, it doesn't matter. It doesn't serve my selfish purposes of selfish isolation and binge watching. Yeah. Now I don't want it. Yeah. Well, I hear that. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you about what's tickling my fancy. Okay. I have the best. Okay. Do you have a good one? Uh, um, I have a couple. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm being tickled multiply. <laughs> multiply. Multiple tickles. In multiple places by yeah. multiple things? Yes. What if it's the same one? It might be. I have been watching The Thing About Pam. Oh. Have you? The new one. No, but I saw it when I was home this week binging everything <laughs> because I was so bored. Because you were sick. Yeah. Um. So tell me about it. Okay. So it is, uh, it's, I think it might be like an NBC or a Dateline thing where, have you heard like the podcast, the Dateline podcast, the thing about Pam? I have not heard. You don't know anything about this? I don't know anything about it. Oh my gosh. So I already know the story. Like there's been a Dateline and there's been like a, not just like a one episode Dateline podcast, like a full series, the thing about Pam. Like Dateline is obsessed with the thing about Pam, and so am I now. Okay. So this third installment is like, it's like um, a Dateline meets a reenactment, but it's not just like a typical reenactment. It's like, the only way I can describe it is it's campy. Hmm. It's kind of like theatrical and over the top in like a, like it's supposed to be that way. It's hard to describe. Okay. But at the same time, Keith Morrison who is my boyfriend, your, your lover, my voice lover, is like narrates it. 
So mm. you never see him, but like it's almost but like you know he's there. Yes. <laughs> you don't see him, but you feel his you know presence. It's almost reminds me of like the Grinch. Where it's like you oh, get the like the voiceover, deep kind of voiceover, that. Mm-hmm. but it's Keith Morrison. Mm, okay. And I like to say that I loved Keith Morrison before the rest of America. I don't know if it's true, but you know, like I liked that band before it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Like I've been like, obsessed with Keith Keith Morrison for like fifteen years at least. He's your Joe Kenda. Yes, he is. Oh. He is. Oh. But it's just his voice. Okay. So tell me about this story. I don't even know about the story. You want me to? Okay, I'll summarize it. Basically, a woman gets murdered. She had cancer. And she was probably in her, I want to say early 50s. Okay. And immediately, it happened in a small town, immediately the, the detectives and the DA blame the husband, right? Which is statistically correct. Right. But they don't look for any other evidence. All they're looking for is evidence that proves the husband did it. Okay. Well, they can't find any evidence that the husband did it, but they still arrest him and prosecute him. Well, the crazy thing is he had a like, solid alibi. He was like at a game night with five friends mm-hmm. that all separately testified he was with us. Then he went to Arby's, gets like a time-stamped receipt, gets home, immediately calls 911 and thinks she's committed suicide because she had like terminal cancer. Hmm. But he didn't look super close. So she'd really been stabbed like 57 times in the back. Oh, geez. Like to make it look like it was like a rage. Mm-hmm. Like strangers don't. Right, right. Stab people that much. So anyway, he still gets convicted of this crime. Well, so the thing about Pam is Pam Hupp is like her best friend and um, was like kind of taking care of her and like driving her places. Well, three days before she died, she transferred her life insurance over to Pam to, like, oh. you'll take care of this and, like, you'll uh, – because her relationship was kind of rocky with her husband. Like, you'll take care of my daughters, set up trusts. Mm-hmm. Well, spoiler, Pam's the freaking murderer. Oh. Pam murdered her, like, best friend. Oh, wow. And she is a complete – Psychopath. So in the reenactment, Renee Zellweger plays Pam, mm-hmm. and she's so good. Hmm. And it's just like I know the story, so I, I I'm like it's driving me crazy because it's so hard to watch these detectives and the prosecutors just be wrong. Yeah, and just like be so like they don't even care about evidence. Mm-hmm. And then to see like the defense attorney get screwed over time and time again, it's like maddening. Like the the prosecutor and the judge are like friends from high school. And oh. so it's just like the most unfair trial. Mm-hmm. But the way they do the show is just so delightful. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like different from anything I've seen before. I, I, I've been watching, which ties into my Tickle My Fancy. I've been watching a lot of really crazy things, too. And that popped up. But I was like, hmm, because I, I, I didn't know anything about it. So yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to watch You'll it. You'll have to watch it and let me know what you think. Okay. It's so good. And it's like the frustrating thing where they don't release every episode at once. Mm. Like, don't do that. So you're having to wait. So I have yeah, to wait. And I know stupid. how it, like, I know what happens. I've listened to everything that's ever been mm-hmm. <laughs> made about it because it's so fascinating. And then I think she ends up killing her mom, too. Oh, good. For more life insurance money. Wow. And she never gives the girls their trusts, uh-huh. obviously, because she killed her for money so there's like all these lawsuits with the girls suing for the money and she gets wow. a facelift and all this stuff. oh wow she's a complete sociopath it's just insane wow yeah well <clears throat> let me just tell you quickly my my tickle my fancies i have a tv well i guess are all kind of tv tickle my fancies but i've been watching um have you seen sight the sides of jane I've seen that pop up. Okay. It is about this lady from Boise. She lives in Boise. Yes. That has multiple personality or DID. It's Mm -hmm. not technically multiple personality anymore, but. Oh, it's not? I mean, they don't call it that. They call it um, dissociative identity, something, something. I don't know. Disorder. I just made that up. Something (laughs) like that. But, but she's from downtown Boise and it's her story of these personalities and this trauma she's gone through and she does um, like it's her sessions with her therapist and it's like you see all of this kind of happen and she's got these two little boys that are still too young to really understand and when she flips like all of her different personalities sort of work to help raise the kids so they're all safe with the wow. kids and 
But anyway, um, towards the end of it, she actually does, she goes to Boston and does the study where they do like an MRI. And it shows that when she's flipping into different personalities, her brain changes. Wow. So it's not just like this lady is really like crafty and, and is manipulating this. Her actual brain scans change hmm. in different personalities. It is so nuts. And it's so intriguing. It's so weird and so exhausting. Um, anyway, so it's a good one to watch. Oh, that's so fascinating. Yeah. So it's I watched. It's heartbreaking because like that happens out of trauma. Right. Do they go and they go into they, that? She doesn't want to open up about her trauma, but I did some research on it after because I'm nosy. <laughs> and she, I guess she had lived with grandparents and, and her mom had her mom had abused drugs. And I don't know if she was arrested or whatever. And then the, the kids fell into the custody of the grandparents. And while they were in their care, there was all kinds some of abuse. stuff. Uh. I mean, like pretty severe abuse going on. So, yeah, I mean, it's all rooted in trauma. So she has this weird dynamic with her mom because her mom kind of denies that the abuse happened. And anyway, but it's good. Hmm. Good. So if you have, I think it's like eight or nine episodes. Okay. Um, so that was really good. And then my other fascination is this show about kids in um, like a like a kid prison, essentially. It's this girl's, um, I can't remember where it's at. It's like Indiana. Um Department of Justice. Anyway, they're like in, in prison for kids. Oh, my And gosh. it is so nuts. And they have this, the warden there is this amazing guy. and it, But it just shows like the day-to-day life of these teenage Like they're teenagers? Inmates. Yeah. How are they in um, because I did, How did I not know there was kid it's jail? It's not like. I threaten my kids with it all the time. <laughs> you're going to kid jail. <laughs> it's not like cells. It's like they're in, I like mean. juvie? No, or is it different than no, juvie? No, it's like they're it's like an open room and they have their bunks and stuff and they like it's very strictly shut down. They don't get to leave. They I mean, it's structured like a prison, but they go to school, but it's not like locked down in cells. Huh. Although when they act up, sometimes they have to go in like the lockdown room. So, I mean, they're court ordered to be there. They have to complete a program um and like every week but it's not like they don't get sentenced to like 12 months. They're like, they get sentenced to complete the program. Okay. So for some, it takes longer or whatever, but it's pretty, I mean, they're kids. Yeah. They're like between 13 and um, 18. Wow. It, it's so, I love it. I like the, I watched the season two first and I really like that, but. Um, I'll have to look. What's that one called? It's like, um, <laughs> I wrote down kid prison. It's not called kid <laughs> prison, but I can tell you it's like. I can't remember, but it's so good. I'll and the warden, I, I have a slight crush on the warden. Really? Yeah, because he's a good guy. Um, okay, so those are my tickle my fancies. But the one I really wanted to talk about is the slap heard around the world. <gasps> I uh, <laughs> We've got to talk about the freaking Oscar face slap. What the hell? Dude, right? I want to know, without me saying anything, whose side are you on? Um, well, I'm on Chris Rock's side. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, what a jackass. A, Chris Rock didn't write that joke. This is not an improv show. Like, the Oscars is a scripted show written by a team of comics, which is like a little known fact. So I saw like a little thing that, like, this is the guy that actually wrote that joke. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, I mean, Chris Rock is the one that said it. Right. But. You don't just walk up on stage and <laughs> like a lunatic. <laughs> and did it? Have you seen the clip right before? He was laughing he's at laughing. it, and then and then the wife kind of rolls her eyes, and the next thing you know, he's on his feet. And it's like, remember three seconds ago when you were laughing? And I'm sorry, but you know what? Celebrities are. Why are they? Why do they think they're so much better? Right. Like that is that is. Uh, that is part of your job is to suck it up at the freaking Oscars and take just like everybody you know else. I mean? He yeah. wasn't like outwardly mocking her like illness, right? Right. Her head is shaved. She right. if she, I mean, come on, you could wear a wig if right. you wanted. You're choosing not to. Why you're bald? And she rocks like, the bald. She, she does. Looks she good. looks amazing. So I feel like that's why you can joke about it is because she looks amazing. Yeah. So it's like you don't look bad. So no. we can like. And and with the money that you have, there you have other ways of not having bald hair if yeah, you don't want if bald you hair. Don't want, yeah. So anyway, I <laughs> just think. <laughs> well, and it's so hypocritical because I feel like Will Smith is this 
love and light and like I'm this example for the world. Like he's really been kind of professing that lately. Right. And even when he accepted his award, he talked and, about it and it's like, dude, dude, just shut up. And everyone stand applause. What's it called? Standing ovated. Yes. Standing, standing ovated. <laughs> well, did you hear, was it Jim Carrey that came out and said, shame on all yeah. of you guys yeah. that, that support, like he made a joke and you physically assaulted him. Right. Like, who do you think you are? Right. Um, yeah. I it think was... the other thing that bugs me too is like, people are like, he's defending his wife's honor. Oh, please. Really? Because is it 1825 where right. a woman doesn't have a voice and needs a man to Stand physically up and... defend? Like, physically, yeah. Like, you're the stronger person. Please physically defend me if I'm if in you like. Need, yeah. But Mortal just assault danger. somebody. Cause it's like sticks and stones may break my bones. Right. You know, like, come on, <laughs> stupid. Um, what else was I going to say about... Oh, there was something else I was just going to say about it. Did you watch live? No, I hate... I hate... I hate anything that <laughs> inflates um, movie stars' Celebrities egos. egos. Like, yeah. it's their job. I don't have Oscars at school for being a teacher. You should. Right? I don't win an award for... Okay, I, I mean, maybe say, I have. <laughs> but we don't have a whole like red carpet, like red carpet night. See, to I kind of give love me it. a pat on the back for doing my damn job. <laughs> I kind of love like seeing their clothes. Ew, I hate famous people. I, I know you do, and I I love them. I kind of, I mean, I don't love all of them, but the ones I love, like I want to see. Yeah, I don't remember when Gaga though, and I do they have had that a- Oscar moment. I do love Lady Gaga. Yeah. And she's probably about the only one that I would feel that way about. I know. I know. I don't know. Um, Where does this come from? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you, what was the guy's name that did the awards at the Oscars um, a couple years? Um, Gervais? Oh, Ricky Gervais? Ricky Gervais. Did you hear he came out and said, <laughs> he's like, you should you should hear the joke I would have done if I would have been in Chris Rock's place about Jada. He's like, I would have I would have been ripping jokes about her boyfriends. That's what I've been yeah. hearing. He's that... like, I would have totally gone nuts on her about all of her boyfriends. Oh, my god! And, then, you know, then I don't know. I right. just think like that's part of the job. Then is he would have had a closed fist. A closed fist, punch. not just a bitch slap. Which the, but the bitch slap was so like it looked so fake. And but I know it's been confirmed yeah. as real. But I was like, what is that? And I loved how Chris was like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> And was so classy in how he handled yeah. it. Yeah, that, that poor man. And then now there's memes going around. Have you seen the memes of, um, like, like The Rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> like it shows The Rock up there making the G.I. Jane joke. And then it shows Will Smith just <laughs> kind of laughing and whatever. Right. Like he knows, right. you know, would he, have, would he have handled it the same? Would he have defended her honor if it would have been somebody that could have kicked his ass? No. Maybe not. Probably not. I don't know. I just think it's all so stupid, and I hate famous people. <laughs> well, you're entitled after that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Okay, let's move on. Sorry, that was a lot of chit-chatting. Hey, you know what? That's what we're here for. Yeah. Okay, let's hear about the, the weird, weird and wacky world. world. All right. So, you know I love a good space story. I know you do. You are, re- you are very into space. <laughs> I, am. I should have been an astronaut. Okay, so this is, I got, this wasn't even off, like, a weird website, which I do get some of my stuff. Mm -hmm. This was off, like, our local news website. Mm. So I'm going to say it's real. Okay. All right. A mysterious object in space is emitting radio bursts every 18 minutes, like, on the dot. So the unknown object that is releasing pulses is said to be unlike anything astronomers have seen before. A team of astrophysicists in Australia believes they've discovered something unusual in our universe. While mapping radio waves, the team noted a giant burst of energy three times an hour. So this source is pulsing like a pulse of energy for a minute, one minute, every 18 minutes and 18 seconds. So it's like on the dot every 18 minutes and 18 seconds, a one minute pulse, which they say is an unusual Period, periodos, periodosity. Uh huh. <laughs> that That's not a word. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what that word is. And they say they've never seen anything like this before. So it says it's spinning around in space, sending out a beam of radiation that crosses our line of sight, and is 
one of the brightest radio sources in the sky, a press release reads. Okay. Their findings recently published in a journal point to the source of the odd pulses as being something like a neutron star or a white dwarf with an ultra-powerful magnetic field. The object was appearing and disappearing over a few hours during our observation. That was completely unexpected. It was kind of spooky for an astronomer because there's nothing known in the sky that does that. So this isn't like we've seen, like, a star. nothing does that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they say it's 4,000 light years away, which is, like, in space terms in our backyard, they say. Okay. So... According to researchers, objects that turn on and off in the universe aren't new to astronomers and are uh, uh, actually called transients. But they so now we have hobos in space. <laughs> Isn't a transient a hobo? Yes. Okay. I'm just checking. Just a homeless. Just a homeless freaking star, star shooting its beam. Right. Okay. But when it said like the huge, like it's a huge magnetic um, field or whatever, like what's the the theory on ufos is that they're magnetic that they're going with magnets so that's what's keeping the ufos bouncing around in the world (gasps) maybe it's like they're or it's like the portal (gasps) the portal the portal to their because there's no way their dimension yes because you can't get to other galaxies like you would die before you got there like in light years or Mm -hmm. whatever okay so there has to be a portal there has to be so are they saying anything about aliens? No, I feel... They're just saying weird s- pulses. Yeah. We don't know what it is. We've never seen anything like it, but it's like huge magnetic. The thing that weirded me out about it the most was that it was every 18 minutes and 18 seconds. That hmm. seems so specific. Yeah. What does it all mean? What does it all mean? What I are wish, they trying to tell us? I wish these people would quit walking by out in the hall. <laughs> That's distracting me. Should we bring, mm. like, a sign? A curtain. Please walk away. Please don't look Sorry. at us um, while no. we do our job. Uh, while we work. We're professional podcasters. Get out of our library. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's very weird. But I, I you know... I, how I believe in aliens. So it's it all must connect. We're stupid to think that we're the only ones that exist in this universe. Right. Or this whatever. And so it's got to be. And we're just so uneducated and un... Wow, that was so aggressive. No, just like egocentric. Un, just... No, we're, but we're so behind um, on the technology that oh, we just right. don't even know what it is. Like we're so relatively new, I think, to the universe. That that sounded a lot nicer. <laughs> we're we're such uneducated, we are idiotic humans, stupid, right? <laughs> Which my other one that I was gonna do had to do with um, like putting your brain into a machine and living forever. Ew, so maybe like that that's what these people are. I know it's it's kind of really spooky. Yeah, I don't love that. Well, I, I hope either. that I hope that we find that portal and we can start buzzing around another. I think the portal might be located in my cabin. Oh, where the missing, yeah. Yes, because when that's where I lost my wallet. I lost my smartwatch there. Every time I go there, I lose something. So I think it's a wormhole. Could be. Which I'm going to do some research on wormholes for you next (laughs) time. Good. Yes, you need to I did cancel my card. Are you proud of me? Good job. She's lost her wallet weeks ago, a month ago. More than that. Yeah, and she's, yeah, I'm sure it'll turn up. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm Mm -hmm. ever the optimist. (laughs) Or an idiot. Or an idiot. I know. They're like, how long ago did you, when I went to the bank, how long ago did you lose it? I'm like, just a few days. Probably around Christmas. (laughs) Just a few days. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Well, let's move on to Oh, Oh, honey. I have some Oh, honeys for you. Okay. I'm excited. I feel like my Oh, honeys today are kind of douchey. Ooh, douchey. So, I mean... They're maybe not funny, but kind of just how douchey people are. Okay. Well, not this first one. Let me start with this one because this one kind of makes me laugh. Okay. Um, So, okay. Okay. Am I? Okay. (laughs) I just was trying to decide how much I wanted to say. I'm just not going to say anything. Okay. Okay. This is a 37-year-old man, um, and he's married. His wife is 34, so, you know, mid-30s. My wife and I have shared, have always shared finances. I am very much a numbers nerd, and I insist upon a budget. My wife and I spoke about this before we were married and that we will stick to it. So budget, budget people, Okay. which I am not. 
I am not, not a, budget a budget person. person. I'm like, we we can afford this. I'm like, is there money? <laughs> we can afford. Uh, we can afford anything. Um, obviously, my husband doesn't share my philosophy. It's but... not my strong suit either. Okay. But I admire a, a budgeter. Yeah. I, I mean, whatever. I've had bouts of being a budgeter. I haven't. I've just <laughs> never. <laughs> I mean, well, not that I haven't budgeted my money. But I mean, I have never like written out like a line by line budget that I'm going to stick like this to. is how much I'm going to spend on groceries. This no, is, no, it's like even when I was like my poorest single mom, like raising kids on zero dollars, mm-hmm. it was like I had a list of priorities. I knew I knew how much my house for my rent payment was. I knew how much these things had to be and they were top priority. Yeah. And then it was like, pay all those things. And then what's left, I had to work with. But it was not like, I'm going to allocate X amount of money for this. And when it's gone, it's gone. And you just still. Yeah. <laughs> I just never. <laughs> but I was good about, I was good about living off of a very, very, very yeah, tight budget. You were. Remember the days of just knowing that your checks were going to bounce and just write? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, like if I cash this check, like knowing which stores would hold the checks for a day or two, uh-huh. that you could actually get away with. Like writing a bad check. Yeah. And I remember just being like overdraft fees and like bounce check fees are just part of life. They're just in my, it was, which is really like meant to hold people, like not meant to, but if you think about like low income. Right. So I have no money in my account. So you're going to charge me more. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to screw me over you're gonna more. You're going to screw me again. But and I mean, um, maybe I just shouldn't have written the bad checks to begin with. Did you ever go to places like Security Finance? Like no. the okay, so in my younger years, when like my single parent years, yeah. and even when we were first married, like trying to get out of debt, there were times that we had to go to the Security Finance. It's like a hundred and twenty percent interest, oh. and like you borrow ten dollars, and by that Friday you owe two hundred. <laughs> Um, and this this oh. lady named Gail worked there, and this bitch would call. Hi, um, this is Gail from Security Finance. Just wanting to let you know that your payment was due. Gosh, Gail, I know. Leave me alone. You, you think I don't know, Gail? You, you think I don't lose sleep uh, over that? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so big milestone in my life. <laughs> was when Gail was no longer a part of it. You had to write Gail like, off. And when I was no longer having to get title <laughs> loans from. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, that just like gives uh, me like a pit in right? my stomach Makes remembering you... those days. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to the story. So okay. these people, budgeters. Not like us. They are not security financing their <laughs> okay. lives away. Okay. Okay. So um, we develop a budget together. We both agree on it, which means in the end, neither of us is completely happy about it. Hold on. Yeah, what? Hold on. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Reverse. Okay. Okay. I am a saver by nature, and my wife is very much the spender. We develop the budget together, and we both have to agree on it, which means in the end, neither of us is completely happy about it. So anytime they ha- want to spend anything, they both talk about it. The spender gets her input. The saver gets his input, and then they yeah. compromise. Which I've heard it's not a good compromise unless you're both kind of not happy about it. Right. So that uh, yeah. works. <laughs> and that's what he's saying is it's a good a sign of a good compromise. Yeah. When extra money comes into the household, a tax refund, for example, we sit down together to decide what to do with it. My wife has started selling items on Etsy. About a month ago, she told me that she had made over $200 since she started. Go, girl. You go, girl. I told her I thought it was great and that we needed to decide how to allocate it. My wife informed me that this was hers to do with what she wished. This upset me. I make 99.99% of the money in our relationship, and I had always considered what I earned to be ours, not mine. But apparently, she doesn't feel the same way. So I asked her again, and she said that the extra money that she earned was hers. I told her that isn't what we did with any other money, and I don't feel good about that. She said yet again that is what she was going to do. It was hers, and I had no say, so I ended up saying okay. Okay, so then he says, here is where I might be the asshole. When I said that, when I, said that I knew there was a very high chance that I would be receiving a good-sized bonus. Um, it wasn't a sure thing, and I hadn't said anything because I didn't want to disappoint her if it didn't happen. I found out yesterday that I got it. Now, when I read this article, I think it was in the comments, the bonus was like $12,000. So this is not just like a couple hundred. Her $200 Etsy money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I'm nervous. Um, so when I came, I came home and told her, she started talking about what we could do with it. I told her that since this was extra money that I earned, that it was mine, not ours. 
She got mad, which I expected, and started going on about how that was ridiculous. I countered that this is what I thought, too, when she did that to me over her extra money. But since she insisted on the fact that the extra money belongs to the person that earns it, that is what we're going to do. She stormed off, which is normal when she is angry and doesn't want to say something she will end up regretting. She came back later and said that she would give in. We'd split her money in the future, too, if I was going to be petty about it. That ticked me off. I told her that we could discuss what to do in the future, but this check was mine and she had no say. It was as close as I could remember to repeating back to her what she had said to me. She is currently not speaking to me, but I feel like I have done nothing wrong by making her abide by the rules she came up with. Am I the asshole for keeping my bonus? Yes. No. (laughs) No. Here's the thing, though. (sighs) Okay. No, this is a really, really hard one because I absolutely see both sides. But my initial thought, and it doesn't say what she does um, during the day if she's a homemaker. It sounded like she was. My guess is she's a stay-at-home mom and probably runs the house, which that's the state I'm in. I can relate. So... It, I say both sides because they their relationship sounds like ours where my husband makes 95% of the money and the money I make is piddly. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't make the money without me at home running the entire household. Right. But in fairness, like what he said is, I have never yeah. treated that like my money. That has always been our money. And it has been a mutual, agreed-upon, budgeted decision That's true. for everything we spend. That's true. He's not saying this. He's he's never seeming like he claims. to. Right. He's not running the money. They, it so is she a doesn't 100% need, agreement. Because I hear women a lot of times say, I just like working a little bit so I have my own money. Mm-hmm. But that's sometimes when the husband doesn't allow for them to have any. Yeah. But it sounds like he's not spending any money on top of what she's spending. She just likes to spend a little bit more and was hoping if I do this Etsy business, then I might have a little bit of my own money. But he's like, but why would you have your own money when this is all our money? Yeah. 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 So I don't think he's being the asshole. But then when he calls her out on it, (laughs) she throws a total fit and then says, okay, well, moving forward, we'll just split everything and all, you know, moving forward. And no, you you dug your heels in. You wanted your 200 bones, so you know what I mean? Yeah. I love this guy. But I, I just, I, I relate to her more just because I'm in her same situation where it's like, I know that Aaron has never withheld money. It's our money. We have a joint account. It's never, ever been. I don't have to ask mm-hmm. to spend money, you know, as long as we've got it or whatever. Mm-hmm. We talk about things if it's a big purchase, obviously. But there is something about working a little bit of, that I know I made that money that's separate from our money, but it really doesn't logically make sense. Right. And I get that. Right. And I, I think, too, with this, it also has something to do, perhaps, with their financial situation, mm-hmm. like, as a whole. Like, if they really are strapped, for, like, if they're really strapped for money, does that change it? And she feels like she probably doesn't have, like, fun money. Like, well, what if I want to take the kids to do this, but it's not in the budget, but I want to spontaneously take the kids to the zoo. I'd like to have this little... Yeah. I mean, and and I, I mean, I don't know. It's hard because I think my opinion... Well, this is the other thing, too. Jake and I... But when we got married, we both were... Like, I was a mom and had been a mom for years and was married and divorced. I ran my household. I paid my bill. Like, I financially had my own right. thing. And Jake, the same. So when we moved in or when we got married, and it was kind of a weird merging of our finances. Bet, yeah. Just because we both kind of had our own system. But, I mean, back when we had a lot less money, let me, I, I don't know, it I guess I guess part of the question is too is what warrants a big purchase, like like it's now kind of relative if, to your budget. Yeah, like if Jake went out and spent two or three hundred dollars, I wouldn't think. I mean, right. I wouldn't. Whatever, it's a couple hundred bucks. Right. But but a couple thousand. Maybe fifteen years ago, I would have been like, you spent two hundred dollars, yeah. and we didn't like. I don't know. Back when we were like first getting going. It was like anything over like a hundred. We had to talk was about pretty significant, uh-huh. yeah. And now it's like, I just bought a new snowboard. I'm like, whatever. oh, okay, okay, whatever, you know. Yeah. What am I'm, I gonna buy? <laughs> well, I guess I'm going shopping. It was like when I wanted new couches, mm-hmm. and they were expensive, <laughs> and he was kind of pushing back because the ones I wanted were more than a regular couch, but uh-huh. I really wanted them. They're the Love Sack sectionals, and 
they're so comfortable. And he's pushing back. I just don't think we need to spend that much on couches. And I'm okay. I'm feeling a little guilty. And then one day he walks in and he's like, you know what? Buy those couches. I'm like, what did you buy? (laughs) (laughs) What did you buy? He's like a mountain bike. Okay. And then we're at the company Christmas party. You were there. And remember Mitch Lyman's like, how do you like your (gasps) e-bike? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you bought an e-bike? And he's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch is like, oh. Sorry, dude. Yikes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess so much of this is relative, but I appreciate him pushing back a little it's bit. It's true. It saying, was good timing for him to get that bonus and to be like, if we just talked about extra money being the person that owned it, mm-hmm. owned it. And you it. were the one who was so adamant. But $200 and $12,000. But it's the principle. Yeah. It's the principle. Oh, that's funny. Watch what you say. I really do see both sides of that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess he wasn't the asshole, but still. I think his wife is the asshole. I just think she's probably, like, bored. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't have anything to do with anything, but she probably is. I'm bored. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's go buy something. Okay. And Etsy, you're, like, making something, like, with your hands. So she worked. I mean, he worked for all his money. What if she's sending nudes? Would that change things? What if it's an OnlyFans? What if it's an OnlyFans? It's not even Etsy. He just didn't want to tell us that. Mm-mm. He's like, where'd you get this money? Like, from my nudes. My crochet bunnies. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear what you have. Should I do another douchey story? Yeah. Okay. Well, that one wasn't douchey. No. You got some but my douches next one coming is. up. My okay. next one is way douchey. Okay, so this is written by a 20-year-old female. She says, I work full-time at a daycare with younger preschoolers, a few of whom are still in diapers. The other day, I was at a huge barbecue with some friends from high school, and the friends of their parents were also there. I ran into one of my preschoolers, and her mom chatted. Her mom and I chatted for a little while. After a few minutes, the mom said that her kid's diaper was dirty and asked if I could change it. I thought she was joking, so I laughed and made a joke back about how I only change diapers when I'm on the clock. Her friend said she was sitting with all kind of laughed awkwardly, but she looked at me dead serious and said, no, really, I don't change diapers. (laughs) (laughs) I felt really awkward, but just said, no, sorry, and went to walk away. But then she started explaining to me that her husband is the only one who changes diapers because she's a germaphobe and has emetophobia, which is the fear of throwing up. And she's only done it a few times when she absolutely has to, and she always throws up after, which apparently she has a crippling fear of doing. Oh, my hell. I felt that regardless of the circumstances, it was inappropriate for her to ask me this, so again I said no. She seemed really shocked by this and continued to explain how much she hates changing diapers, and how her husband wasn't there so he couldn't help. Yet we get it lady yeah we know nobody nobody wants to nobody's sitting in the back saying oh no no save this one for me yeah exactly (laughs) mine mine next i call call next diaper so she says i just told her that i don't really like changing them either and i think it's inappropriate for her to keep pushing like this when i've already told her no good job 20 year old yeah she then says it's devastating to me to learn my daughter's favorite teacher has so little empathy and after that i just walked away A few minutes later, I saw her putting the kid in the car and leaving, so I assumed she went to wherever her husband was to have him do it. Oh, my gosh. I texted my boss to tell her what happened because I'm about to go on vacation, and I assumed the mother would say something to her about it. My boss just told me I could tell her more about it when I got back and should let me know if the mom said anything, but she seemed like it was I was in the right to say no. I don't think I'm the A.H. in this situation. I'm not her employee. And even if I was, I still think that's not something you should ask someone to do outside of work hours. That is the most ridiculous. Like, who does she think she is? Right? That she can't. I mean, are you kidding me? It's awful. Okay, let's just back up a little bit. Nobody wants to change a poopy diaper. No. Nobody wants to change, especially somebody else's kid. No. Oh, that's the worst. Nope. Don't want to do it. They have foreign smells. Ew. Like another kid's diaper is like that. Just it, it's just different. It's just, yeah, and the butt, the wipe. The I butt, mean, it's not even the, just the poop. Ugh. It's like it's I don't want to see. I don't. Uh-uh. I don't want to do. I don't want to smell. Mm-mm. I don't want to. And that's her job. So it's like, she, of course, she's gonna do it at work. But it's like if you had like someone that like 
was a car detailer that had detailed your car and you run into him and you're like, hey, while you're here. Just can we empty the garbage <laughs> in my car and wipe it down real quick? Just so, what? Because I don't like doing it. <laughs> so entitled. And so what an a-hole. Right? Yeah. That is so gross. And how about maybe you like don't have. You know what? Yeah. Babies. If you can't handle it. Or here's an idea. Probably train your kid. <laughs> like if you can't like if you can't handle that then you should then then you need to potty train your kids so that they can handle it on their own. Right. Right. People potty you can potty train a kid at a year. Really early apparently. Yeah. So I mean, I'm yeah. sorry like that's on you. And she put the kid in the car in with, his poop. In the poopy diaper. And I felt bad for the kid, but come on, woman. Yeah. Step up. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I hate her. That poor husband. Yeah. yeah. Super inappropriate. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. That, ew. <laughs> ew. Oh, okay. I about went on a tangent about kids, but I'm going to stop. <laughs> You're going to stop yourself. Rain that in. Okay. This one, this is, like, there's so much wrong with this. Oh, I got to get to the beginning. Okay. I love things that have so much wrong with them. Um, This is a dad. <laughs> this is a dad. Okay. He says, my daughter... <laughs> And it's not even funny. This is terrible. Okay. okay. My daughter recently turned 20. She's been dealing with major, a major depressive disorder, social anxiety, anorexia, body dysmorphic disorder, and two autoimmune diseases since she was 12. Aww. So very, very fragile yeah. child, Aww. right? Had a lot of issues. Um, I'm very involved in her treatment and obviously wanted to, her to get better. So when her therapist recommended getting her a dog to register as an um, ESA, we got her one for her 16th birthday and named her Juniper. Mm. I generally dislike animals. I know the feeling. <laughs> Same. Um, but it was for my daughter's sake, so I caved. Junie and my daughter grew close, and I have seen a notable difference in her since we got the dog, especially in her sense of independence and self-esteem. Four years later, my daughter is now a part-time tutor, volunteers with the elderly, and attends school full-time with excellent grades. I'm so proud of how far she's come, and though I realize she has a ways to go, Junie has helped her, and I, and I credit the dog for that immensely. Here's the problem. While my daughter was at school, Junie got out of the house and got hit by a car, since we live right in front of a busy street. My wife and I rushed her into the vet and were told that Junie would need surgery, which would cost somewhere in the ballpark of $2,000. Ouch. Okay, I make a good salary, but I just cannot justify spending that much on a dog, especially when it may not even work and Junie would probably be crippled. Mm. Plus, this is the douchey part, plus she was pushing five years old and her breed usually only lives for nine to ten years. <laughs> so like, it's like... She's like 40, basically. <laughs> yeah, and just, they're going to pull the plug. I feel like, yeah, she's... Yeah, like I mean, whatever. Um, okay, so due to all these reasons, I decided that the humane and logical decision would be to euthanize Junie. At this point, I called my daughter to let her know the situation and the solution I'd chosen, and she freaked out on me. She tried telling me how she had $700 in savings and would quickly find a job to pay me back the rest, to which I declined because A, it's not just about the money, and B, I don't want to risk ruining her mental health by get her getting a job, especially since she'd likely have to quit one of her volunteer jobs, which have helped her out so much. I explained this to her, but she wasn't hearing reason, so I put my foot down and said my decision was final because the dog was technically mine since I paid for it. Aww. And then I hung up. We put Junie down, surrounding her with love and gratitude. When we got home, my daughter had just pulled in and was hysterical. I told her she was too old to be acting like this, and one part of becoming a competent, independent adult was accepting what life throws at you. Now she isn't speaking to me. I'm beginning to think I should have at least told her where we were so she could say goodbye. <gasps> Um, on the other hand, Junie already served her purpose in helping my daughter, and she only had the dog for four years, so I don't understand the overreaction. Whoa! <laughs> what a douchebag! And this is coming from two people that are not... That do not... We're not animal lovers. I mean, you love your dog. I love my dog. But, yeah. But... Oh, my gosh. That's, like, the pinnacle of the age where, like, you would be so attached. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're old enough to be, like, really, really attached. You've taken care. This dog has, like, saved. Helped, yeah, change your life. Yeah. And then, the, and then the thing is, like, his justification. He's, like, he makes good money, so it's just the principle. That's a lot of money to spend on a dog. Um, she's willing to pay for at least well, almost half like of Like, all of her savings. And, and then he's, like, well, she's only had her for four years. <laughs> Yeah. That's kind of a long time. That's, I mean, that's kind of a long time. From 16 to 20. Yeah. In, in her span of life, that's 
a really long time. And that dog's life is not even halfway over. No. And there. And he said it's not just about the money. It really. Then what is it about? It really sounds like it is all about the money. Yeah. Otherwise, it's 100% about the money. Yeah, because even if the dog didn't recover fully, the dog would still be alive. Right. Yeah. And it's he's not like a hunting dog. Like, no, it's, it's not, not like... like he's defined by his ability to walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's just a support dog. So, yeah. like... He can be one of those roller dogs. He can like, put him on a on a little wheelchair. Yeah, I love those wheelchair dogs. Oh man! Uh, yeah, that was like when my cat broke its like dislocated oh, its hip right. or knee or whatever, and it was going to be like two thousand dollars for the surgery, and we're like, let's just wait it let's out. Let's just wait it out. But it wasn't life threatening. No, and she's fine. The vet was like, she'll never be normal again. She's totally normal. She's, she's so normal. I'm glad we didn't like. Yeah. Do that two thousand dollar knee replacement on for a your cat. cat. But again, different situation because an emotional support animal is different than than the family just cat. A rude cat. And if and <laughs> just if, kidding, she is kind of a, a bee. rude cat. And if it was between her life and death, maybe we would have done it. And if it had, and if she had completely changed your child's life, yeah, their mental health, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit different. Dad, you're a dirtbag. And you know what? Let her try to get it. Is she never going to get a job? He said I she'll mean, have to quit one of her volunteer positions. Yeah, maybe and, it's time. Maybe part yeah. of growing up is also um, like taking some adult responsibility with a part-time job. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I'm you can parent. get one that's good for your mental health. Like, yeah. don't just take the first one, but like find something yeah. that makes you happy. Go work at the Gap. <laughs> don't. Don't work at the Gap. Find a bookstore. Like, yes coffee shop yes exactly ice cream store yeah um so this this is we could name this episode douche canoe or something because a lot of douchey people in this one we need a better word though i I don't even really like the word douche no but it just it works so descriptive for what we're i mean like when you say somebody's a douche you know exactly what that person is like even though it has nothing to do with actual douche yeah that nobody uses anymore it's not good for you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember like when douchebag kind yeah. of that saying came out and my mom was like oh, oh don't say that <laughs> like she was so appalled at douche and why <laughs> and why is douchebag even a bad name I don't know it's a cleaning product <laughs> I don't know because it has to do with a vagina which is iner- in- inherently dirty <laughs> <laughs> Which is inherently disgusting and foul. <laughs> it's like when we were talking about the other day how like the word I don't like this word either, but the word pussy is like something you call like someone that's being a wimp. <laughs> when really, like when really a vagina is like the strongest. Thing. Like you name one thing that is more solid than a vagina. Right. One thing that can right. go through what a vagina goes through and come out on top. Right. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Men have these. Balls that are the most like <laughs> sensitive, like delicate. They get like flicked and they're bent over, and yet yeah, that's and the yet word we you're use. You're gonna make fun of a guy and call him a pussy when he, it, when he's. Uh, I mean, I just can't even. I just down with the patriarchy. Yeah, right? let's go. Women. Okay. Anyway, I, well, I one more quick douche story. <laughs> Is, I don't remember. So we have we like to play pranks on Lindsay because she's our youngest sister. Mm-hmm. I feel like I might have told the story, but I don't think on the podcast. So one time when she was probably like 20, somehow someone like like a douche commercial came on or like that not so fresh feeling. And she made a comment about like how like no one like does anyone really douche? And like Heather and I made eye contact and had like this moment of like telepathic communication. We're like, "Um, yeah, like you don't. (laughs) And she was like, what? And we're like you don't douche like every week like what is wrong with that you? is disgusting Lindsay and she's like whatever do you guys do really like everyone does that we're like yes like why do you think we have them like that's so gross <laughs> did mom never tell you <laughs> it just freaked her out oh that is terrible I know we're so mean yeah, don't do that Mm-mm. don't tease people and don't douche it's bad for your innards it is we're a self-cleaning oven ladies <laughs> We are. <laughs> Just dab it with water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking of douches, I went on a blind date with a guy my friend recommended. She said she'd known him for a while and thought he was cute and worth my time. 
She said he had a good sense of humor, wasn't a shitty person, and that I would probably end up liking him. I like that just not being a bad person is like... Is like a qualifier. Right. So off we went to a bar. It was a little fancy, but also loud enough for us to have to raise our voice to speak. We ordered some cocktails and food, and he joked about something. I laughed, and I admit I have a slightly loud laugh, that I use, and I usually throw my head back and don't really try to stop it. I don't see why I should. He shushed me immediately and started looking around. No one was looking our way. He asked me to stop laughing so loudly, and he asked if my laugh was fake. I was a bit surprised by his question, but I told him no, it was not. I shrugged it off as just one weird point, but the next time I laughed, he shushed me even louder. People looked at him shushing me instead of me laughing. It was irritating me now. He told me I laugh too much, and he doesn't find that attractive. Oh, well, excuse me. (laughs) He asked me why I don't cover my mouth when I do and why I don't try to stifle it. He shushed me so many times that I'd had enough. I laughed maniacally at everything (laughs) to embarrass him, and it worked. He looked like he wanted to die. I laughed even harder when he said he wanted to leave. I laughed while he left. Then once he was gone, I paid for my drinks and left. He texted me saying I was embarrassing and weird, and I told him that if he can't handle a woman laughing normally, he shouldn't even attempt to go out on dates. Was I too much? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, no. What a dirtbag. Don't shush me. Don't shush me. Don't shush me. Although sometimes I shush my husband and he loses it. Really? The only reason why I do is like I'll be on the phone with somebody like with our kids or something and and it's like he want like he'll want to know what I'm saying. Oh. Or he'll say something to me to say and I'll be like, Shh, you know, yeah. cuz I'm trying to hear and he like loses <laughs> it. It's like his pet. Okay, I am on the I am on the phone. I will tell you what we're talking about after after. Up. Or do you want me to put it on speakerphone? But while I am in a conversation trying to listen and you're talking to me and you're pulling the facial <laughs> gestures at me <laughs> and like, or I'll, I'll just put up one finger like just a second and, and it just enrages. <laughs> Did your mom do the snap? Like my mom would be on the phone for hours with like her friends or her mom. And if we were like being loud or doing oh, yeah. something, we would just get the snap. I do the snap. You don't do, you? do the snap? No, I don't. I'm not very good. Me you know either. I can't snap with my right hand. Oh, really? You know, my daughter can't snap at all. And she goes, the funniest thing is anytime I tell someone I can't snap, they snap. Yeah, you, you have to. Yeah, just to, to prove you can. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'll do the snap. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't snap. Or I'll do the face. Oh, the face. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Although, like, think about the hours or minutes your mom spent on the phone talking compared oh, to us. So much longer. Like, we don't. So much longer. We no. had a phone cord. We had, Our phone was in the hallway. It was like one of those old rotary. Uh-huh. And it had a long cord. And we used to stretch that sucker all over the house. Oh, yeah. That cord oh, yeah. was draped across everything all the time. My mom would be on the phone for an hour with our next door neighbor. Yeah. I'm like, Mom, just walk over like, there. Just talk over the fence, which they would also do for hours. Yeah. But <laughs> so weird. Different day. Different day and age. Uh, I know. We should talk on the phone more. I know. Why don't we? I don't know. Let's start. Okay. Sometimes when I call you. Because I, sometimes I do call. I call almost nobody. I call my dad. Yeah. I call my husband. I call my sister. And you call um, me when it's like a need, like when yeah. we need to talk about but something. But I mean, those people, like I call those people, anybody outside, it's just easier to text. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like, sometimes I'll call you and and it's like, hello? Like, <laughs> like, like I'm bearing bad news. <laughs> Like something's wrong. Uh, is something okay? uh, hello? Well, hello? it's like when I call my mom, she's like, what do you need? I'm like, just. Bye. Just wanna, <laughs> just what can I do for hi. you? I'm like, I just, hi, mom. Just wanted to hear your voice. I just wanted to say hi. Oh. I, I know. I need to call my mom more. Call your moms, you call guys. Call your moms, damn it. Call yeah. your moms. We're not going to live forever, people. No, we're not. Um, shall we move on to, do you have one word? Do you want to move on? Um. I have kind of this bizarre one. Do it. It's really, okay, I'm going to be really short about it, um, but it's just creepy and freaky, and I'm going to do it. I love creepy and freaky. Okay. And I love it when you do it. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. um, So it says, this is going to sound strange, but I'm not making this up or trolling or anything. I am posting this on here on Reddit because I am too embarrassed to tell my family, and I don't have any friends who I can tell. Mm. Okay. So this this is weird and really wrong. 
<laughs> my husband and I got married this month, and I have been very bored because our place has restrictions. I don't know what that means. Oh, like COVID maybe? I don't know. Lockdown maybe? And we stay at home all the time as a result, um, working from home. Okay. I sometimes get funny ideas in my head <laughs> that I do to get out of my system. Once I urinated on my husband when we were cuddling. What? <laughs> she just thought this would be funny. Pees on him. And once I wiped some poop on him when he was sleeping. <laughs> what? I know it sounds strange, but I'm telling the truth and I'm not joking about this. To me, the ideas just seem funny. So I do try to resist since he's told me not to do it. <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, can you not wipe poop on me in my Please sleep? don't poop on me while I'm sleeping. Didn't know that was something I needed to put in our relationship agreement. Like, from moving forward. <laughs> Um, okay, but again, it went out yesterday, and I put a small bit of poop in a slice of cake I had made for him. She said it was the size of a ladybug, <gasps> or, or maybe a few ladybugs. <laughs> ladybug, what a weird descriptor. He did taste something weird, but ate the whole thing, and I told him afterwards. Oh, I just got no. Would you vomit? I would be gagging myself so hard. Um, she told him. She told him. He felt very uneasy afterwards and said it made him feel stressed out and like he can't trust me. Yeah. Yeah. You think? Though I managed. Um, oh da, 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 da. Gosh, okay. This is so he said he needs some time and that he would like some space for a week. <laughs> I'm sad and I do feel guilty seeing how upset he was, but I no longer desire to engage in these jokes since I got them out of my system. That's not is, a joke. Is there anything I can say to have him trust me again? You fed him your shit. <laughs> no. 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 Nothing you can say. No. Immedi- he needs to immediately, immediately file for divorce. Call the authorities. Call the authorities. Call the police. My um, wife has poisoned me with feces. With feces. Ladybug feces <laughs> in my cake. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong? I, I get that sometimes you'll have these weird, like, ideas. Like, what if I did that or whatever? But you don't. Like, that's where being an adult and, a, like, not a sociopath. A civilized, right. And so let's bear in mind that she had to, like, like dig through her own shit. She had to get it. That's probably the most disturbing part. And then, I mean, I there's got to be some major illness going on here. Something tell is me happening. I'm Tell me I am right in that. No, yeah. Something is definitely going. Because a joke is, like, something that doesn't, can't potentially hurt somebody. Ooh. Or yeah. just like poo is like poo, poo is so like nobody wants to change somebody else's the diaper or eat their poo. <laughs> nobody wants to do that. No, nobody does. That's so beyond. Mm-hmm. Ew, I yeah, that person needs mental help, and, and I don't know that there is anything you can do to convince your husband after you feed him poo well, cake. And in the comments, people were like, "If your husband stays, he's a psychopath." Like. He needs to leave you. Yeah, they've been you married a month. One month, and, and you're already eating poop. Three things have happened. <laughs> she just wiped poo on. Yeah, where is the poo coming from? Because it goes in the water. You're not. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah. Are you? Do you just have a little stash? Do you have a little, just a little turd stash that you're just <laughs> dipping into? Just when I need you some. You just roll if they're for specific consistency. You just ladle them out and. Save them? I don't know. Speaking of that, today is April Fool's. Speaking of that, Don't put poo in. Do not trick somebody with your poop. Please don't. Do not. I have nothing planned, and my kids get so mad that I don't. I know. Got to think of something. I just smacked my face right on that microphone. (laughs) You did? Yikes. Okay. I pranked you with my wig last night. Yes, you you did. Did you think I dyed my hair black? No, I didn't. I did not like that one bit. Oh, okay. Just kidding. She sent a picture of her hair in total black. Mm-hmm. Total black hair. And I'm With- like, what? Because it was so extreme. That's why I knew you didn't. You didn't buy it? No. Oh, my family did. Like, they they were like, oh, my gosh. But they, did didn't, they didn't want to say, is that a wig? Because what if it wasn't? Yeah. It didn't look unnatural. No, though. I know. Okay. Sweet. Okay. All right. Now for the end of the day. The end of the day is the question of the week. What are we calling this? Oh, the barren truth. How did I forget How did you forget the barren truth? Our favorite Our favorite. Okay. So for the barren truth, did you ask the question last week or did I? I think I did. Okay. So the question is, um, what is... And this we used this in our last episode. It is. We had to regurgitate um, it because we had some good answers. Yeah. And apparently I didn't print this off. That's okay. Um, But we talked about, the question was, what is the weirdest, like, 
the worst text gone awry that you have sent. Yes. Um, and when we started talking about this, um, what the, the original text that I had sent that made me think about this was <laughs> when I text my boss on my birthday. Um, hold on, I gotta find it. Okay. okay, so my boss texts me, and we're friends, and so it wasn't too weird, but he texts me. your boss. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. I love having you on the team. I appreciate everything that you do for the students and this culture. Have a great day and have a good weekend. And at the time, my sister-in-law was texting me, um, and so I was getting both birthday texts at the same time. And so, and she sent me something, and I and I responded, "You are so sweet. Thank you. I love you so much." <laughs> and I sent it back to my boss. <laughs> and then it's like, you know how immediately when you send something wrong, you're like, "Oh, you get no, that like that hot feeling uh-huh. creeping up you." So I text back about, "Wow, that that was to my sister." And then I put. Not that I don't love you so much. <laughs> good cover. Yeah, good say. I mean, it totally was to my sister, but yeah. Yeah. Very embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So we put this out, like, on our Instagram, like we always do, and we got a lot of answers, but I'll do one and you can do one. Okay. Um, so this one is actually from Erin's cousin in Arizona, and she says, this is my daughter's big DMing oops. One evening, my daughter comes running down the stairs, freaking out. I thought something was really wrong. Turns out when she thought she was sending someone's Insta story onto a friend with a snarky comment, she had actually replied back to the girl who posted the original story. So here's the backstory. My daughter and her best friend are hairstylists at a salon in Arizona. They're amazing and adorable stylists they work with, but some are really ditzy. One stylist in particular, while cute and sweet, is super ditzy, and my daughter and her friend would cringe at some of the ditziness. It became a bit of an inside joke for them. The ditzy stylist posted a video sharing a funny story about making pumpkin muffins for the first time. She went on to say the recipe calls for cloves, but she pronounced them as gloves in her story. (laughs) That's just weird. Gloves. She said she didn't know what gloves were, so she went to the store and asked a worker. They directed her to the garlic cloves. She bought them and headed home to make her muffins, adding garlic cloves in place of cloves, the spice. She thought the story was hilarious and didn't realize what had happened until she tasted and shared her muffins. (laughs) You'd think the smell, like... Or you think that common sense would drive that, but (laughs) okay. Apparently not. She went on to say she had no idea what gloves were, and how was she supposed to know it wasn't garlic gloves? Upon watching the story, my daughter, thinking she was forwarding the message to her hairstylist friend, said, oh my gosh, she thought cloves were garlic cloves, and sent the message off. She quickly realized she had actually just replied to the ditzy stylist story. This was before you could take back messages on Instagram. So she came running down the stairs, freaking out. She likes this girl and had to work with her every day, so she was mortified. But then I had a proud mom moment. My daughter is a quick thinker, and she immediately replied back to the ditzy stylist and said, I meant to send that to Tatum. It's so funny because her and I made the exact same mistake. We had no idea they were not the same thing. The ditzy girl quickly replied back, That's so funny. How are we supposed to know these things? (laughs) My daughter was relieved, but still a bit afraid the girl knew, but she didn't. So, And this is actually not uh, my husband's cousin's story, but she sent this to me from a friend that sent it to her. I thought I should clarify. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, at least that's relatively innocent that... um, She covered it well. Yeah, yeah. She... Because it could have been a disaster. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, so and then here is one from Lindsay. Lindsay. Um, she says, Holy moly, one time when my kids were babies and I and I was terrified of all sicknesses, I was babysitting my friend's kids. After their mom was gone for a few minutes, I noticed one of the kids' eyes was red and swollen and goopy. I immediately panicked, thinking the kid had pink eye. So needing to vent and needing mom advice, I texted me. You, Brooke, <laughs> and said, oh my heck, I am babysitting my kid's friends and she brought one of her sons over with freaking pink eye. I cannot believe a mom would do that to another mom. What do I do? How do I possibly make it so my kids don't catch this? I remember that. So, yeah. Um, so she sends that. Um, I hit send and immediately realized I had sent that text to my friend and not to Brooke. <sighs> I was so embarrassed. When she got the text, she ignored it. But then when she picked up the kids, she was like, he just always has puffy, goopy eyes when he wakes up from a nap. I'm so sorry to have scared you. She was really nice about it, but our friendship was always a little weird after that. Yeah. That's hard yeah. to from. Double check. Yeah. Double check Double that. Double check. And sometimes, like, when I'm sending something that I, like, is questionable... 
It's like I have to look a hundred times and then I have to send it and then look again to uh-huh. confirm. And it's like I get that feeling in my stomach even though like, I know. What, yeah. Like, well, what if I just what sent What if it? I just sent that? Or like sometimes when I'm like talking about someone, like I check my phone to make sure I didn't like somehow call them. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all listening in on your conversation. Right, somehow. Ooh. Maybe I just shouldn't talk shit about yeah, people. Yeah, quit talking shit. <laughs> Start cooking it in people's foods instead. <laughs> Okay, so oh, psycho. Um, if you have any funny texting awry stories, send yes. those to us. Um, there yeah. are a lot of those out there. Oh my gosh, there's so many, so many. It's a tough day and age to live. It is. At least when we were our mom, our moms talking on the phone. Did didn't... you ever, when you were a kid, do three-way calls? <gasps> the secret three-way, the secret mean three-way girls. call. Yep. Or I remember <laughs> me and Nancy did this. So Nancy, I'm calling you out on this. Nancy. Um, we used to, I remember one time in particular, our friend, um, we had another friend come over and one of us hid in, I hid in the back <laughs> of the car um, with the windows down so that I could hear. And then when I got there, she started talking like Nancy started talking trash about me to see if this other friend would join in. Of course. And then it was like, I'm right here. <laughs> and did she? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know if she did or not. I don't remember. But I she just remember thinking, like, why are you such an a-hole? Right. And why, why am I doing this? And it's basically like framing your friends. Like right, yeah. In, in, Look. Oh, I just broke the wall. Apparently. You did. It's like the entrapment or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are we doing that? Yeah, I would do that all the time. Or would three-way like a guy in and then be like, do you so like, like? so and so? Which is so gross and weird. I know. But our kids will never know. They won't. Those were the good old days. Good old days. Okay, well, we'll post the next question on our Insta, so follow us. Please watch. Please be watching for that. Yep. And have a happy April Fool's Day. Yeah, send us what if you got like really Do good something. pranks. Prank somebody. But not with poo, but send us what you did because by Wednesday it'll have already been April Fool's Day. But we want to hear like if there were some good ones because I feel like it's all the same old, same old Oreo toothpaste. Yeah. Like I'm over Plastic it. Plastic wrap on the toilet seat. Yeah. Peeing on your partner while you're cuddling. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, just the typical old. stuff. Gross. Okay, so send us those things. Um, truthphrasepod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. And thanks for listening. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at truthfairiespod. And send us an email at truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Truth Fairies is hosted and produced by Brooke Flake and Jamie Garn. Original music by Greg Hale.